This is Sports Talk with Jack Wilson on News Talk 770, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Yes, a very impressive Labor Day classic for the Calgary Stampeders as they take care of business yesterday in front of a very, very energetic crowd at McMahon Stadium, 33,731. It was a 39-18 victory. The Calgary Stampeders, well, putting some distance between themselves and the rest of the field in the Western Conference. Calgary Stampeders improving their record to 8-1-1. It's a real pleasure to be joined by the head coach of your Calgary Stampeders, Dave Dickinson, tonight on Sports talk with Jock. Mr. Dickinson, how are you? I'm good, Jock. How are you? Excellent. Thank you very much. A very nice win. Obviously a very energetic fan base. And uh, you did what you had to do yesterday. We did. It did feel very businesslike. Uh, you know, not always flashy, but the guys are very committed, focused, took care of the details. And, uh, you know, all three phases were, were playing pretty darn well. Like you said, unbelievable crowd. I mean, uh, I'd like to challenge Calgary to keep that going because that was unbelievable. And Boy, it's fun having that place packed and the guys put on a show. Well, you know, it's funny because I mentioned it a number of times, Dave. That that was more than a football game yesterday. That was an event. And and you've been involved in a lot of events, you know, whether it's your college days or whatever. And, and that's got that real big event feel to it, doesn't it? Yeah, and I've had people like just normal people that I, I know through my kids' soccer and all that comment on how great of an experience it was and, and that uh, – they feel like we're doing a little bit something different. We're putting on that show down there at the uh, the bottom field there, and it just felt like with the, the Jets and tailgating. They were just very impressed. I don't know if it's different, but I know uh, <laughs> people are enjoying it. Maybe that's what's bringing out more people, and uh, I'm all for it. Hey, you were watching the Jets, weren't you? I was. I love it. I mean, I really do. <laughs> I think it's uh, it's uh, gets gets the juices going, which is cool. You know, we want to honor our military as well, and they work so hard. And then for them to, you know, the Jets is kind of their way of of showing off, you know, what what they've got. And uh, not not that really the, I think if you ask most of the military, it's, it's kind of the flashy part. But, you know, the meat and potatoes is more the guys that were on the sideline. I got to meet some of them. Our guys took pictures with them. So uh, it was real real good experience for our guys. It's a game your team has dominated over the last number of years. And, you know, obviously we, we talk a lot about your home record now for uh, 15 in a row now, Coach, which, you know, I talked to a lot of the players yesterday after the game. That's something this team takes a lot of pride in, isn't it? We do. We stress it, like I'm sure everybody else, but we mm. do stress it hard that uh, we protect our house and we need to play our best at home. And, and not only that it, it's the best way to get yourself in good playoff position, but like you said, you you, you do want to make sure you're ready to go for your fans, and you want to make it a tough place to play. And I felt like uh, the whole atmosphere was great, and uh, our, our our players make sure it is a tough place to win. So you break down the tape the day after, and you know you, you lose the possession battle, but you don't lose the football game. Uh, so, so when you break down a tape like that, uh, take us through the process. Well, I've said it after. The stats are very... Uh, to me, they didn't. They don't mean anything. We had control of that game, and and we just basically wore wore them down a little bit, and and then basically we, for me at least, uh, I want to try to shorten the, the time that everyone has a chance to play, and uh, make it a, as few possessions as possible, knowing that at certain stages they were four possessions away from actually tying us or beating us. So the stats really didn't, to me, dictate how that game went. It did kind of wear us out a little bit when their offense was able to. You know, get I think it was 26 plays in the fourth quarter alone, so that was a little bit concerning. But we didn't do a good enough job staying on the field offensively. But uh, we felt like we had control. Roy gave us that extra jump. We made turnovers, gave us great field position, 
I said it. I think Bo played well. Made one throw he'd like back, but not sure that it was uh, on him anyway. So uh, when your quarterback's playing well, you're going to have a good game as well. You know, it was interesting. Jason Moss made an interesting point on, you know, our, our counterparts uh, post-game show yesterday. You know, he goes back to the first quarter. Uh, first of all, they draw your team offside. Micah Johnson jumps the gun. It extends a play. But you guys created the fumble. You know, obviously it was it was recovered by Shaq Richardson, and you guys get three points out of it. And then, you know, Edmonton gets drawn offside, and you guys turn it into a touchdown. And Jason Moss said, hey, from him, that just showed, you know, the, the, one of the turning points in the game, and and it was interesting how that developed early. Yeah, it's actually you know lack of discipline on both teams' parts. Um, you're right; our defense made up for it, and uh, we were able to to uh, create our I guess opportunity and get a touchdown out of it. There are little microcosms and things that happen in the game. You never know quite what's going to turn a tide. You look back, maybe it did, but I just felt our group was focused and ready to play a game. It had been a while, and we we know when you play back to back games. You've got to play well that first one at home because you know it's going to be much bigger challenge and much tougher on the road. So if you lose that first one at home, you're really up against it. So I thought our guys knew that, focused in on playing well, and they did. Okay, Dave Dickinson, a special guest here on Sports Talk with Jock. Dave, uh, when we had you on the post-game show last night, uh, you talked a little bit about Roy Finch, and, and you compared him to Gizmo Williams. This is kind of funny, so give a listen, because we had Roy Finch on after you, and, and I asked him, I said, have you, have you done your history? Do you know who Gizmo Williams is? And, and this was uh, Roy Finch's answer. I've never heard of him, but I... I, 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 I you well, you're know, getting I, compared to him right now, which so, is great. I mean, you know... you know, I'll say it's really co- good, I'll co- tell you that. Co- you know, Coach Diggy's a great coach. You know, Coach Diggy He's one of the, you know, greatest coaches I've ever played for, you know, and I've played and I've played for some great coaches, you know, Coach Stoops, um, you know, Coach John Hicks in high school, Niceville, Florida, great coach, um, and uh, you know, Bill Belichick in New England. So I've been blessed to be able to play for some Hall of Fame coaches, you know, soon to be. So um, and and Dicky, you know, no stone goes unturned with him, just like Bill Belichick. You know, he he knows the ins and out of the game and. Um, you know, and, you know, just to get, you know, compared to a guy like that, you know, f- for him to say that I'm compared to, you know, what is his name again? Gizmo Williams. Gizmo Williams, you know, uh, <laughs> just to get that comparison. I don't really know him, but, you know, I guess Dave Dickinson probably right. played with him or, or against him. Against him, yeah. you know. I'll so. point out the placard if we get that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, he didn't know who Gizmo Williams was, but he was impressed that, uh, that he was compared to him, Dave. I just enjoyed you playing that. He was being very complimentary. He so was, wasn't it. he? He was. Yeah. You got compared if you to Bill Gizmo, Belichick. you'd remember him. Oh, I mean, I, yeah. all you guys I, I remember Gizmo. I, I just don't think Roy Finch, uh, you know, did his history yeah. on him. So. And, and the way I've compared is that when I watched Gizmo play, I thought he was at a different speed mm-hmm. than other guys. And uh, right now, Roy is doing some special things. And uh, at times, like you said, he looks like he's at a different speed than everyone else. And it does have a lot to do with our guys up front, but uh, certainly Roy, great courage. You know, I don't know what he weighs, 170 pounds. Mm-hmm. Doesn't seem to matter. He sticks it up in there and, and great courage and is, is certainly making a mark uh, this year in this league. You know, there's a great connection with the University of Calgary and the Stampeder Football Club. And, you know, great to see Anthony Parker take one back-to-back Labor Days, I believe. He's, he's taken it to the house. And Anthony Woodson finally got a chance to play. And, and, and I don't think he disappointed, Coach. No, we were looking to see what kind of depth uh, he could provide us at that running back position. And uh, I, I, the way the game was going and mess was running well, I, I didn't have a chance really to get him in there until uh, later on. But we had to get out of our own end. We were down at our three-yard line and made some great plays for us. Um, 
you know, I think he did a pretty fair job on special on the uh, on specials as well. So um, we signed him for a reason, and I wanted to take a look at him. And now he's in competition each and every week to be that uh, special teams body and give us added depth on offense. I don't want to jinx anything here, but it looked like your team got out of that relatively healthy yesterday. Yeah, we really didn't see him today. Uh, we are expecting, though, yeah, that uh, we're in pretty good shape on that. We'll see. Uh, obviously, some guys, uh, it will be tough. It's always tough as a player five days. I mean, at least you're in the same boat, but right. that's why a lot of times you do, uh, if you have the good depth and you can play multiple people, you might change up your roster a little bit to try to get that extra energy. And, um, you know, it does seem like when you win and you're playing a little bit more aggressively, you get less injury. So uh, hopefully that maintains it status quo for us. And how did your offensive line grade out yesterday? I know there was no Spencer Wilson. Um, you know, obviously Shane Bergman is still not there. You're playing the three internationals. Uh, uh, were you able to grade them out? I was, yeah. I thought, uh, you know, Brad Erdos probably had the best game. Uh, going up against great guys inside. They put Odell inside, and he can give anyone fits in there. And uh, mm-hmm. he did some things, there's no doubt. But we were able to at least handle him uh, fairly well. And then if you look at it, Justin Renfro is a guy that, um, you know, we really wanted to check the most. I thought it was his best game as a Stampeder. It's only three games, but I thought it was his best, and uh, we're looking for improvement. Uh, I thought they did a nice job. We ran the ball fairly well, and Bo certainly stayed upright. Uh, those are all good things. Yeah, you know, you, you look at the pressures, because your defense really gave Mike Riley some fits in that football game. Yeah, our D-line, I mean, it's, our secondary is playing well. There's no doubt about it, but it's also... You know, when we're getting pressure and we're getting to the quarterback, that's certainly the best recipe for having a good secondary play. And Micah was on fire. He was a little bit too amped up. They got the penalties, a couple penalties. Uh, I thought Jagir Davis was in, in the backfield quite a bit as well. And they, they're going to keep fighting. Edmonton's a team that's always going to fight, and their quarterback is the leader of that, and they kept at it. But our D-line uh, you know, just kept kind of harassing him, making him earn it, and ultimately we got the win. Well, that defense takes a lot of pride, and that was eight straight quarters. They hadn't allowed an offensive touchdown. They, they let one, you know, happen in, in the fourth quarter there. And, and then, you know, my, my opinion, not, not anybody else's opinion, it looked like they maybe took their foot off the gas a little bit after that, but probably that's human nature. But you don't like to give them any advantage heading into the, the rematch. But, you know, obviously with them scoring a couple of touchdowns and, and winning the fourth quarter, uh, that probably does give them a little bit of a boost, I would think. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not concerned with their their psyche is i do believe you that you want to finish games and and it was a hot day and uh they did keep quite a few plays in fourth quarter and it was partially to do with us not staying on the field offensively but yeah they did get a little bit of rhythm going in there and it certainly whatever they feel they can build on that they'll try to use that to their advantage but ultimately for us we'll have a, a new scheme a new game plan we'll come up with some new ideas on both all three phases and uh, hopefully keep him adjusting and, and, and hopefully steal a win up there. He is the head coach of your Calgary Stampeders. He joins us every night after a Stampeder game, and he is with us tonight. So, hey, I've had my questions. If you would like to ask a question for the coach, you know the number. Easy to call, easy to text. 403-974-TALK, 403-974-8255. Toll-free, out of town, 1-800-563-7770. You can give us a follow on Twitter. Send us a question at Sports on Seven. My email address, jock at newstalk770.com. It is a half hour with the coach. We do it for Tom's House of Pizza, where pizza lovers feel at home. Five locations, including Okotoks. More with Dave Dickinson when we come back on Sports Talk with Jock.
And we've got a lot of questions on the text line for head coach Dave Dickinson, so let's get right to it. A little rapid fire here, Dave. Uh, this one comes from Darren. Can you ask the coach if there's been any dialogue with Frank Beltre? I, I know Frank Beltre was put on a practice roster, but uh, uh, I don't think he's coming back to Calgary anytime soon. Is he, coach? I know our guys stay in touch with him more on a friendly basis. Uh, yeah, happy that he's at least in the building, and hopefully he gets a shot down there. But yeah, nothing, uh, certainly nothing back to Canada imminent. Um, and Darren also says, uh, are we going to be bringing in any NFL cuts? Well, we're looking. Um, you know, we signed a running back on our practice roster. Um, we've always feel like that's something that we're looking for the future. And uh, we'll try to bring some guys in. Our practice roster expands in a month as well. And it's still tough for these guys to break through, though, because unless they've played in the CFL, it's certainly a different game. And, um, you know, it's never easy just to come up here and think you're going to have success. Here's a question we get all the time, so I'll ask it again. Uh, Jim asks, uh, why can't we dress all 46 players? Why do we have to have uh, the two-man reserve, the guys that get a full paycheck but can't play, Dave? I think the theory on that is if all 46 play, there's a, a chance you have more injuries that end up costing the club more. But you know what? It's, that's well above my pay grade. <laughs> um, you know, I understand. But the NFL does it, too. So, you know, they have guys that are, are doing it as well. So I'm sure there's a theory behind it in and, and, uh they're smarter than I am, so uh, I live with the rules and go from there. Fair enough. This question comes from Ryan. Ryan says, a question for Dickey. Uh, Randy Calling was scratched. Is he making progress in practice? And what's the status of Pierre Laverture? Randy is making progress. And, uh, you know, I'm, I've got him back playing D-line where he should be. He did a great job helping us out when we needed it. And that does enhance his value, but he's making progress. Uh, we are pretty deep, though. Uh, we've got Michael Clausen, who also is a good player. It didn't suit up... Uh, yeah, so I think that's happening. Uh, what was the second part? Uh, the part, that second part was Pierre Lavertum. Is he oh, close to Pierre, retire? Yeah, you know what? It's just keep your fingers crossed because I'm just not feeling uh, a lot of progress. And I know he's working hard. He's frustrated, but uh, certainly can't really give you any good news there. Uh, Dave Schroeder says, uh, I really like Roy Finch, but I also love Adelike. Uh, what does Dave think of uh, Tunde? Well, it does give you options back there, you know. And, uh, you know, the better Roy plays, the less work he'll get. And uh, that means you have to have a good off-returner. And uh, we do feel confident in Tunde as well. Um, obviously, Roy has been putting up the big numbers, but Tunde looks fast. Um, I want him to keep working on his ball security. And, uh, you know, if he gets in the open, he is, he's lightning as well. So we got some good returners. Let's go to the phone lines. Jerry, you're on the air with head coach Dave Dickinson. Hi, Dave. How's it going? That's good. You? I was on Monday's game. I thought that it was one heck of a game. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it was a good game. You and, got a question, uh, Jerry? I, I think uh, you guys rock. <laughs> Appreciate oh, that, Jerry. Those are the type of questions I like. It's buttering us up, so keep it coming. <laughs> it's kind of like Roy Finch's comments comparing you to Bill Belichick. It's all it's all very good. Uh, a couple of more quick ones, and these are just uh, injury-related, so I'll, I'll bang them off. Uh, any chance that Charleston Hughes plays on the weekend? Yeah, I mean, uh, one thing I'll give Stan's fans, Charleston had a baby, baby girl. Uh, nice. I let him he- head home. He missed the game, but that wasn't why he wasn't going to play. But we do we do tell the guys we, we are a family and we want to take care of family. So congratulations to Charleston. And he'll be back at practice tomorrow morning. He does have to show me he can play and practice. So we'll keep our fingers crossed. Boy, that family's getting bigger because uh, Anthony Parker, he just had a, a new baby this week too, his wife. So, yeah. uh, wow, good stuff. All girls, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I always want some extra players. Who knows how long I can coach, but uh, yeah. Anyway, that's- 
congratulations to both of those guys. Without a doubt. Kelly asks about uh, Shane Bergman. Yeah, I think he's close, but, uh, you know, we'll just have to see. Uh, same as Charleston, their, their muscle pulls, um, they affect them, though. So we have to make sure they're right. And, you know, we're going to play them if they're ready. But if they're not ready, I'm not playing them, and we'll just move on to next week. Okay. Uh, last question for me, Coach. Uh, it is back-to-back against the Edmonton Eskimos. Obviously, you have to go to their house. Uh, they're probably going to be a pretty motivated team, I think, on Saturday night. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. this is a very similar situation to what happened last year. We we got outplayed when we went back up there last year, and we just stole it. We uh, we just wouldn't wouldn't quit, and we stole it from them. So we're expecting a huge battle, and we'll have to be that much better. And and, and it'll take a lot of heart for our guys to get the wins back to back. But I think uh, our guys will give it everything I got or everything they got, and uh, we'll be prepared to see what we can do. Coach, we'll make sure those softball questions keep coming. Okay. All right. <laughs> you, take, you take care. Thanks, Dave. All right. Take care. Bye. Dave Dickinson, head coach of your Calgary Stampeders. He joins us for Tom's House of Pizza. He joins us after every game of the season. Stampeders play on Saturday night. You know what that means. He will join us on Monday next week on Sports Talk with Jock. Speaking of the Calgary Stampeders, their next home game is Family Day against the BC Lions, September the 16th at McMahon Stadium. It's a 5 o'clock kickoff. I got a couple of tickets. All you have to be is caller number 5 right now. Now, 403-974-TALK, 403-974-8255. Caller number five, you're going to the next home game for the Calgary Stampeders, which is against the BC Lions on September the 16th. We'll take a break. More football talk right around the corner because we're going to be joined by our CFL insider. Sports Talk with Jock. Weekdays from 6.30 to 8 p.m. on News Talk 770 Calgary, CHQR.